In today's episode, we want to tackle the idea of scheduling our kids for all the good things and all the opportunities. And is boredom underrated? Um, Is it something that we are all avoiding because we're terrified of it? Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of The Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And today we want to talk about overscheduling our kids. But before we do that, I want to remind you, if these podcasts have been helpful to you, uh, we'd love your comments. We'd love your feedback. Um, you can definitely put comments. We, we definitely love five-star reviews. You want to put that on there, sharing it, any of that stuff, that feedback really helps us. Actually, this podcast today, as you're going to hear, is from a podcast listener. So um, one of our more faithful listeners, Adam Palmer, um, he reached out and gave us um, some advice on this one. And, and so we thought that was a great topic um, to really cover because it's an issue in a lot of families, especially in America, um, is definitely trying to fit everything you can. I mean, I know even in the summer, oh my gosh, you'd think summertime would be a time of doing nothing, but it is about doing a lot of something, (laughs) a lot of something. Oh yeah. There's so many camps and honestly, the pressure starts what I'd say early, late spring, you know, early spring, yeah. late winter. You got to get on top of thinking, it. Yes. Oh, yeah, because you're going to mm-hmm. miss out on the camps. Yes. If you're not getting, you've got to figure out there's so many camps. Which ones are my kids going to do? What are they going to do with their time? Yeah. And you're already thinking summer's coming. Let's get this schedule going. And, yeah. and uh, even we're not super invested in having a busy schedule at yeah. all. Yeah. And I feel like our, our daughter is always go into of this course. or that. Yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, there's more yeah. coming than what we can. We're like, okay, we, we don't have time for that. And we're going to, it's crazy. Yeah. All the things that come at you, all the opportunities, all the options. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not even like dumb things. It's like all really yeah. good things. Oh. It's all good things. Right. Every one of them, you can justify how not only do we want her or him to be involved in it, but we need to do it now. Because yeah. if you don't get in now, then that opportunity seemingly mm-hmm. seems gone forever. Mm-hmm. And they're now, or if they get into it, they're going to be way behind. Mm-hmm. And so, oh my goodness. It's yeah, just, you didn't yeah. start this at seven, so too late for you. Exactly. <laughs> or a lot of things. You didn't start this at three or four yeah <laughs> too late they're for never going to be good at that they're never i mean mm-hmm. it's for you and i it's not even like we want them to get a college scholarship i'm on doing that so that pressure is not even there I, I remember early on actually when our kids were playing sports no they, they were okay at it they were good at it but we were almost relieved that they weren't great at it because <laughs> if they were great at it that was going to be even more pressure to have to get them into those even better things and then yeah. travel every weekend to go to all these places so it was i remember you saying when i would be frustrated that they weren't better at some kind of sport that i wanted them to <laughs> excel at and you'd be like is it's a relief and i was like oh you're right actually i hope they don't get better at that sport because <laughs> it's not it's going to be too much time on our hands right Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's going to take up too much of our schedule. So I know you and I, like you were saying, have intentionally tried to keep our schedule pretty open. You know, we do not want to be parents who are overscheduling. That was our intent. But can I talk about the pressure we have felt even as the kids have gotten older and, and even the desire they have of wanting to be involved in all these things? There's a pressure of it's just fun, mm-hmm. right? I mean, especially if you have a very adventurous child, then it's, ooh, that sounds fun. That sounds mm-hmm. fun. That mm-hmm. sounds fun. I want to do that. I want to try that. And there, there are more opportunities that you can possibly take advantage of. You just you just can't take advantage of all the opportunities. So, so just to pick and choose. And 
Um, I don't know if... I want to say other generations didn't feel this, yeah, but I don't yeah. know for sure. Yeah, sure. There were, at least in my childhood where I was, yep. there were not this many opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, so even as a parent, I'm just trying to navigate, but I, I can't really go back to, well, in my childhood, yeah. you know, we're just this, the, this is the time I'm in. This is the time my child is in. Yeah. And like you already said, there's also this, there's there, I have to deal with my own fears of, facing the oh but i want them to have this opportunity yeah. and i didn't get yeah. to do that and yeah. i really wanted to do that yeah. so i want to give it to them and oh if i don't get them in early enough then i have to to me it, oh you know ultimately comes back to myself and examining how much of this is me yes. in yeah. my desire to schedule them yeah. right that's my starting yeah. place yep. what's what's my inner drive is it a, a is it fear based mm-hmm. is it fomo <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what what is or is it just okay this this seems to match my child yeah. and let's go forward with that but but i i would start with examining my myself and my mm-hmm. own intentions behind getting them into yeah. the activity well i think you hit the word fomo for sure i mean it is in in us at times and in the kids this fear of missing out and i think that is what was is different than what you were saying us growing up is not having social media and not having this ability to see like oh my gosh look at that camp that that kid's in right now that looks amazing i just talk to a kid that I see and help that got to do a space camp and all these kind of fun things, you know, and you think, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And you think, what am I doing right now to make sure my kid is in that amazing camp that looks so cool? Or, you know, that, 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 uh, like uh, I know Abby had talked recently about wanting to do horseback riding and that mm-hmm. sounds really awesome. And then it was like, yeah, but what about this activity? What about this? And you can see the whole list of all these quote unquote good things they could be doing all of these activities that I think would benefit them and would expand yeah. them. And so that, that's why I think I think it'd be easy to dismiss them if they're just like, oh, that's just like nonsense. So that's just like sugary cotton candy. You know, these things seem to be nutritious and good. And, and Well, and, and you have the pressure. I know there's an increasing huge amount of pressure. You're already looking towards college, mm-hmm, possibly mm-hmm, for your kid, mm-hmm. a career, college, something. And you're thinking, I need to get these activities I need to get these before my child mm-hmm. now so they can have these experiences so it'll open doors for them by the time they're 18. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. there is this pressure, too, to build your kid's resume yes. yeah, 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 yeah. prior to that. And you only have so many years, so you need to get that those things in. And then they can put yeah. down, I went to this STEM camp and yeah. I went to this, you know. Well, and you never know. I mean, it is true. You never know which of those activities will spark something in your kid. Mm-hmm. And I think every parent listening to this and us included, wants to find that. so exciting when you expose your kids to some kind of new activity or new kind of, you know, just a new adventure and they go, whoa, I never knew I would really like that. And that might be the way they find their thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I, th- I think lots of times as kids, that wasn't the approach. It was kind of like, just go do this thing because other kids are doing it. Uh, yeah. This, this will keep teach- you busy. It will, yeah. It'll keep you busy. Skills. Yeah, it will mm-hmm. teach you how to do teamwork and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But now it's like, I want to really find that, that thing in you, that desire you have. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll go to the, this one stamp camp and oh but this other stamp camp might really cultivate it you know mm-hmm. or or i mean i know this sounds silly but i think what if abby did go horseback riding and what if she was really good at it and all of a sudden found this you know this island of competence where she just like that's me 
And like, that would be so exciting because you never know when that could happen. So I think there is this, this kind of uh, angst in, in me and in you at times when we hear about mm-hmm. these things of like, should we do that? You know, should we put them in that? And, and I, I want to emphasize that I think the intent a lot of parents have in that, it, it, the intent is, is good. It is this typically a motivation of, yeah. I want to give my kids opportunities because I believe through those opportunities, they will get to know themselves better, get to make better connections, make better friends. There's a lot of different pathways it opens up. We've talked a lot about that with hope theory. So it can increase my kids' hope mm-hmm. that there's a lot Prepare of- Prepare them for the future. Yeah, yeah. Equip them, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm mean, even getting connection with good mentors, you know, all those kind of things. Yes. So, so I, I think for m- most parents, when they're dealing with this thing and they're trying to schedule all this stuff, I think it comes from a place of wanting to give their kids these opportunities. I agree. I fully agree. And and, and But I think in, in that, though, I, I think it's when you and I are making a decision about it, um, for me, and I'd love to hear your thought, I, I typically reflect upon that feeling. What is the feeling that's driving this urgency to do this now? You know, what's what's the feeling that's triggering that thought that says, if my kid misses out on this, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And typically X, Y, and Z is a bad thing, right? And right. and if they could just get there. Um, and, and so it kind of goes back to that language podcast we did about, you know, using words like have to or need to, you know, if I'm thinking, oh, my kid has has to do this or my kid needs to be a part of this, mm-hmm. that kind of raises a red flag to me. And I start going, well, I don't think that's true. You know, I mean, if they did miss this, um, I, I don't think their life would be, mm-hmm. you know, totally negative and bad and all these you know, negative things would happen. You know, it's a very limiting mindset to have to think there is a pathway for mm-hmm. my child. Mm-hmm. And if they miss that pathway, it's all over for them. Mm-hmm. It, the world is big and vast, and we want to have this openness to all the all the things that can come. Because you don't want your child to grow up with the anxiety of, well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and i got to do this, or it's all going to fall apart for yeah, me. Because yeah, yeah. it's really not. The world offers lots of pathways and lots of yeah. opportunities yeah. and lots of people. Yeah. If this person's not a friend, then this person might be a friend. Yeah, and if yeah. this pathway doesn't work out, then this pathway yeah. could work out. And you want you want to foster that in your child. So by creating, to me, I think whenever I, I do, can I can slip into that yeah. where I think, Okay, there's this eighth grade STEM camp, and if Abby doesn't get into that eighth grade STEM camp, then okay, well, well that year's over then, and we've lost, yeah. you know. Well, but, you can never do that again. Yeah. Yeah, and but you catch yourself and you go, okay, no, no, no. There are lots of opportunities. We're not going to run out of opportunities. And if that may have been a great pathway, I'm not even going to downplay the pathway being yeah. great. Yeah. But that may have been a great one. But that doesn't mean it's the only. There are lots of opportunities and. And obviously, there are lots of years to figure this out. People change their careers in their 30s, 40s. And, yeah. and I want my children actually to grow up. I would rather foster that in them to go, all right, look, okay, there's an opportunity. Let's find other opportunities. Yeah. You can change. It's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out now. We don't need to put all this pressure on now. Yeah. And so so I, the, I agree the, with The you. word, as you're saying that, the word that keeps popping my head, Sarah, is discernment. Is kind of teaching your kids how to discern you know, when they're making a decision like this, you know, I'm, I'm also thinking, I don't remember what the quote is, but I'm also in that discernment of typically the enemy of best is not bad. It's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, that we end up doing a lot of good things at the expense of what is actually best to be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know this sounds crazy and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this in this podcast, sometimes being bored 
is the best thing to do. <laughs> Sometimes yes. doing nothing at all is actually better than doing a lot of something, even if that something is an amazing camp, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, I think that's what I was trying to describe and you're trying to say too is, what a parent can do through this process of, we, we, we've mentioned this many times in our podcast in the past, as you're co-creating these decisions with your kids, is the ability to discern not what is good, but what is best. I know when Abby comes at me with like 20 different really amazing <laughs> things she could be doing, I will look at her and I'll say, honey, we live in a country that gives us a lot of cool things to do. It's an amazing time we live in with the technology, with the access, with the fact that we have some resources that allows us to do these things. It's going to give us a lot of opportunities. But with that can come a lot of stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is am I making the quote unquote right one? You know, mm -hmm. and I want to move away from that dichotomous that going to this camp is the right one or the wrong one. So if we miss it, we just made a wrong choice. You know, mm -hmm. it's really about what is best for my the, the child, but also best for our family. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I love how you you just expanded that conversation to this idea of scheduling. What activities are we going to do? Is really a conversation about how do I want to approach discernment and making decisions about almost any opportunity, whether it's a career opportunity, whether it's a dating opportunity or marriage or kids or whatever opportunity in the future. How do I discern what is best, not just what is good? We've talked about what do you do with the opportunities you have and, and not trying to stress and have a lot of anxiety about that. But with that, you pull in I want to actually have board time mm -hmm. and I want to have family mm -hmm. time. And mm -hmm. then I, then I think, okay, let's step back and think about what are our values. Yeah. You know, when I'm talking about over scheduling, I've got to think, what is my value as a family? How much schedule time do we want? Yeah. And where does, to me, it's a big value to spend time together. Yeah. So I will miss out on, so to speak, an opportunity yes. yeah. because to me, I'm trading these years with my family and with my, and I think our involvement, I mean, we won't even get into the statistics of how important it is to be involved with our children, yeah. right? Yeah. Father's Day just went by. There was a lot of great things on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being, having those playing games with our kids, putting puzzles together, cooking dinner together, watching a movie together, yeah. all that's so important. So I'm not going to sacrifice that. So we sit and we think, what's our value? So I'm going to schedule you somewhat, but I've got to, I want to factor that in. And I want to factor in board time. Yes, yeah, I want yeah. to factor in time to be, time where nothing exists yep. that you have to be doing or should be doing, need to be doing, all those words yeah. you hear. But just time for a kid to, to sit and yeah. and just that's where creativity flows. You just that's where yeah, you just inspired two things in me was one is seeing boredom as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know? I think that's a real shift. Is being bored an opportunity? And of course, we're not going to go into that, but there's so much research on that. Yeah, Boredom yeah, is yeah. where creativity comes from and where inspiration comes from. And to be honest with you, it's so important because what I see and what you see in working with kids, kids are scared of it. Mm -hmm. Kids are scared of being bored. Adults are scared of it. <laughs> and, and that's right. And they're just so scared of not having something to do. And yeah. that's what technology is so deceptive is it says you never have to feel that. You never need to be bored. You always have something at your hand. So I think that's such an important value to say I'm not afraid of boredom. I'm not afraid to not have something to do. It doesn't mean I'm less than somebody else. I missed out on that camp and they got to do that. Well, I got to be 
some, I just got to be me for a week. I didn't have to do anything. I just did this thing, right? And that that can actually be an opportunity, and I think a very undervalued opportunity. Oh, no, it's it's important. It's essential. And along with that, the to me, boredom and play mm-hmm. go together. Yep. And I don't mean play as in the four-year-old little play. I mean yeah. teenagers still yes. play, yeah. right? We still play. Yep. When we decide to go out and just throw the Frisbee with the exactly. dog or something, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. play. Yeah. Um, so the importance of to me, boredom and play go together because a lot of times when you're bored, that's where it sparks. Yep. If you let that boredom sit there, play sparks from that. You said yep. creativity. Mm-hmm. And those things come Inspiration. from. Yep. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. sit there and you're quiet enough to be yeah. bored, then and that play, there, there's so much. And we probably don't have time to get into it. But the benefits of play and the benefits of boredom yeah. are are vast. And we don't want to miss out on that for our kids. Yep. So when you, when you say, okay, we've got to be careful of we're scheduling our kids the shift in that is ooh, we've got to be careful not to lose out on boredom and playtime and we actually want let's create space for that yeah well and, and even as you're saying i'm just thinking even more so in today's age we've mm-hmm. got because it's it you don't now you actually don't need to schedule other stuff because the kids would be like <laughs> i'm gonna fair. play my video games i'm gonna get on this device i'm gonna do there's always something for them to do we almost need to fight for that space to say let's make boredom an opportunity okay and then the other thing you inspired in me was what i see a lot is parents avoiding the boredom and over scheduling because they think Maybe one of two things is I'm thinking I'm probably missing some, but one is that time is better for my kids than them just being with me. Mm-hmm. Us just being together isn't as big an opportunity as doing that activity is, mm-hmm. you know, doing that camp. Them just being with me, I don't know what they get from that, right? So it's almost like this undervaluing of my connection with my kid mm-hmm. and them just spending time with me, which I think every parent is undervaluing that because it's, it's so important for them. But then the second thing is the avoidance of conflict. Yeah. <laughs> that yes. if I am go, 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 going all the time, it in lots of parents' minds, keeps the conflict down among the siblings. So that's um, better, right? Yeah. We should schedule things yep. because they're just going to fight. If I leave. if we're together and we have two hours of nothing to mm-hmm. do, the kids are just going to fight and we want to avoid that. Well, it makes me think of when we first got the dog as a puppy, but also when kids are very little, the advice you're given a lot because of the big emotions that the kids have or the dog being out of control is... Just tire them out. Just go, 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 go. Run that dog around the block. So, and then when the dog comes home, they'll be so exhausted, there's no problem, right? Mm-hmm. So same with the kid. The kid's having a problem going to sleep. The kid's you know, crying a lot, throwing a lot of tantrums. Oh, just exhaust that kid out. And then the kid will then just be... Su- so it's almost like I think we kind of continue that on into the... Whereas if we're just going from event to event to event, it's like we're just grabbing food to go. We're just doing... It's like, one, we feel so much purpose at times. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of look a Look at rush. what I've gotten yeah. done. Or look what I'm involved yeah, in. Yeah, I look, look at my, my schedule. Child. It's full. Like, yeah. We have no time yeah. to be bored today. We're, we're busy doing a bunch of good things, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of purpose that seems to be there and therefore a lot of meaning. But we teach our kids that go, 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 always doing is better than being. just sat here and had nothing to do we're like kind of like losers you know whereas if we have something to do well right look what did you do this weekend yeah nobody wants oh 
A bunch of nothing. Well, if you did <laughs> you say know? that, are you lazy? Well, why didn't yeah, you do anything, yeah. right? There would be some of those assumptions. Yeah, right? there's kind of this, this, sometimes there's this feeling of, oh, I need to have a long list of what I accomplished mm -hmm. or what we did or what we were involved in. We had parties to go to. We had, you know, yeah. all this stuff. But I wanted to briefly just touch on, we won't get into it, but play. And so I'm calling, again, I'm using play as even what adults do. Yeah. This is our downtime. Okay. That is where curiosity comes from. Social emotional skills yeah. are built in that space. That is, um, that's where a lot of those internal, we, we deal with so much anxiety mm -hmm. in our world right yep. now. Those numbers are going up. That's where a lot of self-care can happen. Yeah. And we need to teach our children that self-care. Even for ch younger children, that's where a lot of their muscle development mm -hmm. happens because they're building little blocks or Legos yeah. or they're doing big gross motor things so and, and even for us that's where we get in a lot of those physical activities a lot of social emotional development happens yeah. we hone our skills with our kids when we're actually playing with them and they're learning those social emotional skills with each other and with us so play builds that more than a structured activity yeah. does yeah I think also so. play allows someone to get to know who they are right yes, it's through the yes. play that I really get to know what I love to do and my uh -huh. desires right and, and and I get to really kind of learn how to um, you know find ways to uh, explore those desires through play right mm -hmm. whereas if I'm always going to other places it's nice because people can inspire things too but sometimes then I'm just following other people's desires or other things they love right and I'm learning to love those things too mm -hmm. but what's really inside me and I think lots of times in that play that's where the kid experiences that and it can create that connection with their siblings, create that connection with their with their parents, you know, and with their friends. It's really I, I look back and lots of times it was, I mean I, I hope every listener can hear that the way you and I fell in love with each other, the way I got so deep with my friends, it actually wasn't by doing a bunch of things. It was lots of times just being together. Yeah. It was lots of times just hanging out. <laughs> and that's actually when you really know you're comfortable with somebody. When yeah. you can sit with them and not have to do something with them, right? And I wonder if that's true about ourselves, right? I can really be comfortable with myself when I don't need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. I can just be with myself. All that stuff always distracts, right? Yeah. It pulls away. Mm -hmm. So, But if you remove all those structured activities and all those schedules, then you're down to you. Yeah. And you get to spend time with yourself and learn about yourself. Yeah. And we live in a society where we need to do that. Yeah. People are sometimes numbing out and going to sleep to them. Yeah. And we want to wake that up and we want to build that curiosity and the creativity and the all the beauty that comes from the not scheduled yeah, activity. Yeah. Well, and the last thing I'm thinking about that, Sarah, kind of wrapping this up is I'm thinking a lot of kids when summer comes, some, you know, lots of them want to go on vacation or do some fun activity, but mm -hmm. most of the time what they hope to spend most of their summer doing is nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, they hope they do nothing. <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, I'll do this camp. But they're actually like, someone's tired when they're telling me about it. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, I just like to do nothing. Because I think they feel like their life is always being dictated by something. You know, mm -hmm. and they just and, and I know for lots of parents, they get scared of that because I think nothing means video games. Nothing means vegging out. And unfortunately, that's lots of times what the kid is going to do. And so I think it's because there hasn't been a a healthy conversation on what being bored can lead to the opportunity it can be because really it is they just go from one something to another something you know mm -hmm. and that summertime could be a great time to just cultivate doing nothing 
and yeah. and allowing the kid to understand what that means. Nothing is actually just as valuable as something. Yeah. You you are not loved for what you do. You're not loved for the something you just did, right? That you can be loved and whole just as you are by doing nothing. So I would encourage all the listeners as you're, you know, it's still summertime as you're listening. You still got some time left and I'm sure you're doing so many cool things. We are as well. I mean, the summer is full of so many opportunities, but just take a moment and think, are we, are we trying to fill this? Are we trying to avoid conflict? Are we trying to get away from the boredom? Are we scared of boredom? Do we feel like being bored and having nothing to do means I am nothing, you know, that, that I'm not as valuable, you know? And so I just want to challenge just to sit as, as a single parent or as a, with your spouse and like, how are we valuing boredom in our family? What ways are we cultivating that? And then what do we notice when our kids are, are doing it? You know, what, what, what kind of creativity and inspiration comes out of that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's so, so important. And I think the way, the way they see us doing it, the way they see us playing and being bored and, and being with ourselves and our own self-care will lead to how they're going to grow up, how they're going to start doing that in their own lives. So good. So I'd love to hear from you listeners about any ways that you decide to cultivate boredom. How did this, did this conversation help you see overscheduling in a different way? Because once again, the stuff you're probably doing is, is really good, you know, but, but, but it's in the discerning of what is best for my child and my family at this point. And I think lots of times in this culture, in this society, we're overlooking boredom. And so I hope you embrace it and I hope you'll tell us uh, about ways in which that's changed your dynamics over the summer. It was such a joy talking to you today. Thanks for listening. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only.